Hey, pretty people. So writing books is not the only thing that I do. On my website, I also have an eShop where I sell things like cute animal pillows, candy-themed AirPod cases, Pokemon building block sets, and more. And the shipping is free. Also, if you subscribe to my email list, you'll get a 10% off coupon for everything currently available. I occasionally do giveaways that are exclusive to subscribers, so don't miss out. Sign up today. The Demetrius Show podcast covers a variety of topics concerning mental health. This occasionally includes topics such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and thoughts some people may find distressing to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Each episode dealing with mental health is meant to be a general discussion and not meant to take the place of advice or treatment from any licensed medical professional. If you are needing mental health advice and or treatment, please speak with a mental health professional. There's definitely a hierarchy with It's like, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't make enough money, if you don't hang out with certain people, it's like, we're such a loving community. Like our whole community is based on love, but some people who just aren't in it, like they don't realize the like discrimination that- At all. Right. Especially being black. Mm Mm-hmm. Oof. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You never know when you need to hear it from someone just like you. I think I've said that before on this show. I definitely say it a lot in real life. I'm repeating that sentiment because today I'm talking about relationships. Again, I know. But so far I've been interacting with folks who, while we may be on the same page about a lot of things, don't really share the common struggles and pain points that I do. So naturally I felt it was important to speak to people who were very much like me. As a super feminine gay man, in case you forgot again, dating gets weird as fuck for me. But I'm not alone. And these are our stories. Dun dun. So let's get started. Welcome to The Demetrius Show, where I learn how to walk through my shadows, picking the flowers I've grown through sheer resilience. And I may not know enough yet to start teaching, but I'm going to keep convincing you to keep pushing. I'm Demetrius. And this is my life after speaking. Today, I am joined by Marquise and Xavier, two incredibly stylish and beautiful Black gay men who also live in Dallas, just like I do. Small world. They're also highly successful, self-made, and talented. The three of us live interesting lives and have a very unique experience when it comes to existing let alone dating. None of it comes easy, but we make it work and we do it well. So y'all know what the topic is. I don't want to drag my monologue out this time. So let's bring them on. Okay, I'll start. My name is Marquise. I am from Connecticut. I'm 25 and I'm currently a fashion stylist based in Dallas. Awesome. I am Xavier. I am born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm 26 years old. I'm an Aquarius, if that piques your interest to anybody. And I'm a sommelier and in the hospitality industry. Wow. Okay. All right. So I'm hearing that one of you is from Connecticut. Marquise, right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. What is Connecticut like? I've never been there. Just trees and old people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because I was going to visit, but I guess... Um, oh no, Connecticut is beautiful. I was I like, I, I guess not, but I'm okay. Maybe drive through. Maybe that's fine. 
Yeah. Do that. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll I'll do that then. That sounds good. Xavier, tell us again about your profession. Oh yeah. So Somalia is somebody who is just like a wine expert, and I'm also in the hospitality industry. So I do private events and things of that nature in hotels. I work in banquets. I also work at a restaurant as well too. So I've been in like the industry, as we call it, the restaurant industry, since I was probably about like 16 years old, got very serious about it when I went off to college and uh, my degree in hospitality and culinary arts. So, Oh, look at that. So what are, what's everyone's pronouns? Let's, let's get that on the table. Okay, perfect. I, I'm, I go by he, him, and sometimes she just, I quite honestly, he, him, and she, but mainly predominantly he and him. Yeah, I'm he, she, they. Okay. Excellent. So mine, he, him, but it, it really doesn't matter to me. I get mistaken for a woman all the time since who knows <laughs> when. And it's not a big deal to me. Being mistaken for a woman is not the worst thing on earth. There are much worse things you can be mistaken for. So, exactly. That's, um, how, that's how I feel. That's why I say if someone says she to me, it's fine because I have longer hair. Right. Um, And like even in my Instagram profile picture, if I'm like on someone's call who doesn't know me personally, or a friend sees me on someone else's phone, like they seem just like my profile pictures. I'm like, who is she? I'm like, oh, well, you know what? <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. I give it, just, it's the hair for sure. But I know it, the longer it will get, the more I will definitely for sure be mistaken for she. But I predominantly go by he, him. Like if someone says she, because I'm talking to Marquise, we go, we say girl, girl, girl. So mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm mainly he and him. But it doesn't really matter to me. I'm, like I said, like you said, it, there could be much worse things. Exactly. Let's talk about the long hair, though, because it seems like, and you you kind of touched on it, but it seems like after a certain length, nobody, everyone acts like they just can't tell anymore. Like I can have facial hair just like everyone else, every other guy, and walk into a bathroom and I just have my hair in a ponytail, for instance. And mm-hmm. someone's like, oh, I thought this was the men's restroom. <laughs> and I'm like, babes, like, it shouldn't yep. be that confusing. You you got this. I promise. Like, I'm looking at the urinals. Like, I know where I'm at. It's cool. Like, we we, we got this. So Exactly. Mm. Don't worry about me. Just worry about you, please. Right. Mm. I mean, I still walk past them. Like, hey, whatever. But I thought that was really interesting. Someone else sees what I deal with. That's awesome. So for today, we wanted to talk about our dating experiences as individuals who are not afraid to be mistaken for women and we navigate the world in that manner. We got a lot of interesting takes when it comes to the dating scene. So I wanted to start by asking you, where do you seek dates currently? So, I mean, I don't seek dates or any type of relationships per se. I like connections to form organically. I mean, in my dating websites, yeah. I mean, who isn't? But in my reality, it's a lot harder for me to find my person my person on there. Like most conversations that transpire on dating websites, it's always just, you know, them complimenting me on my looks. We talk about a few random topics and then they realize, oh, okay, there's actually brains behind the look. But then it really matters for them. They usually just proceed on asking me to like come over or just fulfill whatever type of fantasy they have. So mm-hmm. it's just gotten to a point where from another man's perspective, I'm not 
viewed as an actual human being, but as some like sentient flashlight for them. Honestly, they're just looking for a way to fulfill themselves. It's usually just a meaningless choice. So I much prefer to meet people in person. It's much easier to read their body language as well. Yeah, I would say for me, I I am on dating apps, but like I don't really use them very often if I'm being completely transparent. But if I'm like looking for dates or things of that nature, like I, me and Marquise are pretty active, like in the Dallas, like scene, like we know many people based off of like where our previous employer was and just like the persona that we bring a lot of the time. And that's not me trying to sound gaudy, but like for me personally, when it comes to like forming like relationships and things of that nature, I, if I, I'm really looking for somebody, first of all, like looks are very important. Yes. But like, I think interests, like personal interests are very important to me just because I'm somebody who's a gamer and I also like do martial arts. And if you're like in hospitality as well, too, or if you like any anime or cosplay, anything like that, like that right there piques my interest. And I feel like if we have a connection with one or two of those things, you might like the other one. And I feel like that is going to make me want to like pursue you even more or that's going to make like the relationship that is what you're you know trying to seek after at the end that's your end game for sure I'm also somebody I'm dating you to eventually probably marry you or this be a long-term thing that's just how I am and I'm a very big empath so if my intuition is telling me something then I definitely go with that and I don't stray far from you know things that I feel like if things are aligning and my mind is like telling me yes and I'm going to go with that for sure I'm just a very calculated person. So where do the two of you typically go? Because I'm hearing that you're not so much on the apps, more attuned to meeting people in person. Where are some mm-hmm. places that y'all usually go to? Honestly. So <laughs> I'll start. I'll say it again. Marquise is probably laughing right now. <laughs> but we, a lot of the times, it's called the neighborhood. We'll meet people there. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times we're not there really to meet a guy. We're just there like conversating and kicking with our friends mm-hmm. and if someone happens to like see us, where they've seen us on like a dating app, uh, where they, what, excuse me, whether they've seen us on a dating app there or somebody who just has seen us there for the first time, it's cool, whatever. I personally don't go out looking for people like in the neighborhood, but if somebody piques my interest and come up to me or we just happen to like align, like you said, things happen organically, I love that. That's cool. But we have some people who I would consider our associates who literally go out there seeking men a lot of the times. And again, you know what? That's Mm -hmm. that's okay because when you think about it, that's what those spaces are for. Like they're like supposed to be a safe space for LGBTQIA plus people to like, you know, meet, create, conversate, do whatever the case may be because, you know, we're, you know, a marginalized community and there are spaces that are there for us for a reason because we don't really have a common community and the masses of this, you know, male dominant society that really would truly accept us just as regular people. We're just known as gay men or gay or etc. Or people say now the alphabet community. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, I do enjoy going to the neighborhood. Don't get me wrong, but finding I don't go there with a motive. I go there just to be with people that I love and just having a yeah. It does get complicated when I do meet men out there and, you know, we can talk for however long like they can seem generally interested in getting to know me. But honestly, men like that, they just see me as a fetish. Mm. And it's really hard for me to kind of differentiate between them 
genuinely liking me as a person or just someone to, like I said, fulfill their fantasy and just what they're only sexually attracted to, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. And we can touch on that real quick. The fetish part of it, because that's what I deal with primarily is, well, number one, I'm trying to break away from the dating apps completely because I'm tired of cussing out trade. I'm very tired of testing out. Well, I say I'm tired of testing out trade, <laughs> but I, I'm not tired of cussing them out. That's fine. I'm tired of just dealing with them. Like I like coming up with a new read every week. That's fine. But dealing with them is what I'm tired of. I'm tired of interacting with them in general. Like if I come across someone and I'm like, "Ooh, here's a chance to just put you in your motherfucking place today." Yes, absolutely. That's going to happen. But that is where they they like to congregate, I've noticed. And I want to go someplace where there's less of that, I guess, in it's a space where people are more comfortable being themselves. And so I don't have to deal so much. I will still deal with it. But so much where it's just like every other person I swipe with is this person who is just not about anything to begin with. Then on top of that, they're trying to fetishize me and reduce me to something and they can't even host. So it's Ooh. like, well, um, <laughs> we're like, done with point? that. Yeah, you're 40, but you can't host. I don't get that. But, you know, it, Ooh, it, child, it just... That's a red flag right there. Oh, that's another issue. Talk yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. 40 and can't <laughs> host. 40 and can't host or 40 it's and like... you have to be picked up. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if the only thing you really have to offer is that, excuse me, language, that dig, and it's like if the dig is not even that good, so then what What do you really have? Especially <laughs> at that age, that's when it becomes like, okay, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not like and there's definitely, some, there's definitely some strings attached, as in things mm-hmm. that are covered up and not out in the open. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, oops, I have a wife. Oops, I, you know, whatever else. And this is me personally. I have not ever been around men like that in a while. Like when I when I first when I was coming into myself, maybe a little bit, but at a very young age, I just realized I said that's just not okay. Like I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and and it's okay for me to like feel that way. I feel like because so many people, I grew up hearing this all the time. Oh, you so bougie. I feel like you know I don't think that I'm bougie at all. I said I just think that if I'm gonna want something, I'm gonna work very hard for it, and if it's manifested in my mind, then I feel like it's there for me. If you dreamt it, then that's for you. Okay, that's for me personally, and that's really not for you to even be concerned for. Right. But if you're really concerned about what the hell I'm doing and who I'm pursuing and whatever the case may be, or you're you're comparing apples to oranges or your 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 um interest to my interest, then that's your business, not mine. Because I'm in competition with no one but myself. Right. right. So when it when it comes to fetish people who try to fetishize us, what are some common red flags that you see when you're speaking to someone for the first time? Mm, beautiful care, my boy. Hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my know. god and this is typically from older men this is from older men people of our age demographic we can talk about them in a second but like if it's older men they say things that are like that like oh my god you're so beautiful you're my dream boy you just uh oh my god i've just never seen someone with that hair like yours just so beautiful and unique mm-hmm. which again okay all right that's fine but then you know it's different when they like they take it to a Com- uh, again and again and again i will say this i'm always grateful for compliments because 
ideal things can be much worse. I could be, you know, someone who's morbidly obese and like in my room bedridden for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. not able to do anything at all. So I count my blessings and I always say thank you. I'm never going to act like I'm too good to take a compliment. And I really, and I was telling Marquise this, some of this often, actually, I hate when I hear people who we know personally or not complain about getting hit on by men or women often. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the way they like say they're upset about it is in a way like, Oh, this guy, like literally called me beautiful. And like was, and like gave me 20 bucks. He didn't give me this much more. Or he, he said I was pretty and he just sat there in my bar and the whole night just, you know, with his friends uh, being cool, but then he kept calling me pretty again. I'm like, hold on. Okay. So this person just complimented you and then you're mad at them for doing that. They're not like touching you. They just said you're pretty and they, they're smiling at you and they're with their friends. And in my, in my instance, I think maybe they might not have been the most attractive person. And if they were, you know, societal, like if they fit societal norms of being, you know, pretty or handsome or the case may be, it probably would have been different. So to me, that's very much like selective outrage, which right. can go on in a second. But like, right. I feel like, you know, well, you don't have to date. You don't have, you can just say thank you. Exactly. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people don't, some people don't, aren't treated okay at all. Like just like, they're not, people overlook them just because of what they look like. And quite honestly, that's kind of the reason why, like people like you, they don't, they're not even treated like human beings because, you know, you look down upon them because indirectly, you know, you are attractive. If you suffer from not suffer from, excuse me, if you gain from pretty privileged, then you know what that is. Like, let's Mm -hmm. let's be real here. And I really hate when people don't acknowledge that. Beauty is a gift. It's nothing anyone ever deserves. It's literally fate. And be grateful that you have it when you have it. Because it doesn't last forever, sweetheart. It doesn't. It doesn't. I see that a lot in a lot of the bars. The bar scenes. I will see... You know, so we can be real yes. clickish. We can be real clickish. Oh, and um, yes, I will really see. Good. I remember I went out one time, and there was this guy at the bar, and I was sitting on the opposite side of him. But he was, I, from what I gathered, just based on his body language and how he was kind of interacting with people, he hadn't been there before, and so mm-hmm. he was just trying to, I guess, put himself out there and just interact with people which I'm all about like if you are in a situation where you're trying to get out and put yourself out there and meet new people absolutely do that in person and go to an environment where you're going to feel safe doing that instead of on a Facebook group or apps you know absolutely do that in person but of course it was one of those scenarios where the person on the other side of us he was trying to talk to them and they were just acting like he was the most creepiest person on earth and it was did he turn to talk to me and i mm-hmm. it, it was like this exact same words exact same phrasing mm-hmm. i was like this person's just literally just trying to talk to people and meet yep them. it's not yep. that serious like you're gonna yep. be okay yeah. yeah and he complimented me just like he complimented the other individual and it, it was just like okay cool i'm not looking for that right now but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and act like you are literally trying to drag me off to the bathroom and stuff. Like, it's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. require all that. So, yeah, you're a human. Yes. Yes. Precisely. Mm. I think People forget that. There's definitely a hierarchy with communities. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't make enough money, if you don't hang out with certain people, it's like, we're such a loving community. Like, our whole community is based on love, but people, some people who just aren't in it, like they don't realize the like discrimination that at all, happens. right? Especially being black, 
Mm-hmm. Oof. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Being black for sure. Like we were before we got on here, we were were talking about that. Like, yeah, when you're just like and we're talking about dating apps, like specifically, like black people are at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I also don't like when I hear other people in our community that are not of color or not that are not black here come get upset when black people say this. I'm like, well, it's the truth though. Mm-hmm. Like it literally is the freaking truth. Yeah. Like we're at the bottom of the totem pole, especially if you fit into like certain societal like um, norms where it be feminine, masculine, obese, yeah, like skinny, fat, whatever you want to call it. Like right. every different like group within the marginalized diaspora of black gayness, there's that. Yes, absolutely. And speaking about kind of pivoting back to red flags. So speaking of being a black person in the LGBTQ community, one of my red flags, of course, is when, and nothing against any race of people, but when I do get hit up by one of the white gays or mm-hmm. bisexual gays, where mm-hmm. they... It, it's immediately apparent that this is their first time trying out this experience with the man. Oh, child. And they think that their first time needs to be with a black guy because they have huge dicks. And I have had to tell a few of them, listen, just because you watch porn <laughs> does not mean that you are ready for a nine inch dick. It doesn't mean that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you should absolutely, you should absolutely <laughs> consider getting to know the person first and all that other good stuff before you just jump into that because Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're capable of just yet and so maybe your first time doesn't need to be like that what you saw on porn a few seconds before talking to me maybe you need to just slow down a bit and really think things through a little bit so that's usually a red flag and I can't really put it into like specific words it's more like for me it's like a vibe when I'm talking to one of these individuals I pick up on okay I know where this is leading you are not really interested in like something serious what you're interested in is scratching an itch and I'm not here for that Mm -hmm. I'm here for a connection so it also goes back to cussing out trade once a week but from (laughs) there it, it it really is like you mentioned it people don't that's not something that I can really explain to someone that's mm-hmm. not you all. It's correct. People don't get it. What I'm talking about. They're like, I don't, I didn't think about it that way. Well, of course you didn't. You don't have to. But, yeah. They're not empathetic, but just yeah. take my word for it. Like I'm not making this up. I don't have a reason to. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, okay. Talking about the masculine folks, let's talk about the femme versus mask <laughs> discourse. <laughs> <laughs> what are your views on people who only seek out masculine partners? Oh, girl. Honestly, I'm just not the one to judge someone for what they're seeking. Honestly, it really could come down from it stemming from childhood trauma or just a validation for them, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think most people just look for protection, like someone to take care of them. But most of the time, they just look for something that they lack within themselves. Yes. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. I um, <laughs> For me, uh, personally, like, if we're going to just speak about, like, person, like, what I seek after, if it's masculine, feminine energy, I feel like I, like, balance mine both pretty well. And that is, like, multiple forms. Like, my fashion sense, like, 
I literally have people always commenting on my fashion compliments mm-hmm. and indirect shade like mm-hmm. oh there she is wearing a crop top I'm like of course <laughs> yeah I'm wearing a crop top okay cool but then you know the other day I was wearing like a really cool bomber jacket that had like some anime or some like dragon phoenix stuff on it then I have other ripped jeans here you know I I feel like people who just like seek after like the masculine and feminine energy, like you said, it's definitely based off of like what they are lacking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's what they truly want to be as well too. Like they, they want to be that person or they want that confidence that someone else has in them in themselves. Yeah. I also, I, I also think it's a sense of, we missed out a lot of us missed out on a yeah. lot of, the experiences that our hetero counterparts got to experience mm-hmm. in their youth as far as the dating. And a lot of us weren't able to do that in middle school, oh, high school. Yes. And so right. we remember back then of what was considered attractive in a man. And of course that was from woman's perspective, right? And we see though, we remember those depictions and they were so imprinted on us and forced on us that we are still kind of wrestling with trying to relive what we missed out on. I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of it. And I think that it's some of it too. Some of it can be internalized homophobia. I don't want to mm-hmm. put that under like this umbrella where it's all internalized homophobia. Yeah, Because I was I like agree. that too. I was like that too, where I predominantly wanted masculine people. I didn't, you know, I wanted someone who I would, like you mentioned, someone mentioned before, feel safe around. I didn't want to, if something happens, I'm not going to, I can't, I can't fight. I'm not going to be, you know, trying to tear (laughs) somebody off of you back then anyway. Now I'm like, well, I have a taser, so it don't matter. But, um, (laughs) but now it's, it's more so when I did the self-reflection and I did the work and the self-improvement to figure out a lot of things about myself where now it's like, yes, I'm still very feminine, but at the same time, I, at the end of the day, you're still going to have what I'm attracted to because mm-hmm. makeup comes off, heels come off. All that is not permanent, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's more mm-hmm. so it, it, like it's just the person. Like it's just whether the person yep. presents a certain way or not. For me, it, it doesn't matter anymore. I don't need that protection or that to be seen with someone like that, I guess, or to or that I'm lacking that energy it's more so that I just want to and especially with my experiences dealing with trade and dealing with how awful some of them are it was kind of like you know what that you let's kind of course correct here Mm -hmm. and focus on the person and so from there it really did it shifted where it's not really important masculine feminine what's important is are you just a decent human being Mm Because you already have everything that I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. regardless of how you present. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So seeking, Mm. so talking about, so shifting from dating to actual relationships, what do you feel was your most and least successful relationship? Marquise, you want to talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, I will say I've, never been in like a fully committed relationship it was I guess more or less situationships but I mean I really don't consider that I mean you know we will hook up we'll do things together and 
obviously feelings are developed, but it never really has turned into like straight commitment. Most of it is usually just misconstruction or just lacking emotional intelligence, I will say. Mm-hmm. Or it's men just, or me just realizing that I was just a fetish to them or just an ego boost. I get that. Yeah, it's really hard for me to, it's hard to, for me to commit sometimes. You know, we have things that we're still working on, but I'm confident enough to recognize that type of behavior. I think you just need to learn and grow from your mistakes which I'll definitely carry on with me to whatever my future relationships may be. But I'm definitely able to kind of see how things go and see me from their perspective and how they view me. Absolutely. Well, I'll put it out there. I am like a lot of gays who really have not been in a relationship that made it past the six-month phase consecutively. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I did date someone on and off for like four years, but we didn't make it past the six months stage consecutively mm-hmm. in that number of months. And that was my, but that was also my most successful relationship because when we mm-hmm. ended it, it was kind of like, we just realized, you know what, we still have some growing up to do. And maybe sometime in the future we can find each other again or something But right now, I think it's just that we need to separate and kind of go on our own little journeys and discover ourselves, that sort of thing. I didn't want a Carrie and Big situation. I didn't want that where we just came. (laughs) We end up married and then you look back and you're like, really? Are y'all sure? So I'm glad that it ended on those terms. I still talk Mm -hmm. to that person every day. Uh, Not every day, but at least once a week. And, and that, and, but my least, I would say my least successful relationship was when I think it was when I dated the person. Yeah. When I dated the person. And like I mentioned earlier, midway through our little three month stint, I just kind of discovered before they even discovered, I was like, I think you're just in this because you want to scratch an itch and Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that for you anymore. So that was probably when I was like, oh, we should have avoided this altogether. But mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to know that it's not so uncommon, especially for us gays, to have an extensive list of people who didn't make it past three to six months. For some of us, that's pretty dang long, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's common in our community where we see that happening and where things go really, really fast. But yeah, this is, I wanted to point that out. I wanted to put that out there for people listening. Like, hey, if you are like me and you are looking back and you're going, dang, I've never had a relationship that lasted like a year or longer or something like that. You're not alone. It it happens. We are not like our hetero counterparts where we had all this time in our formative years to kind of figure a lot of this out. And we're still figuring it out because mm-hmm. there's no guidebook. There's no movies. There's no books. There's no, Nothing. you know, you have heteronormative relationships in all aspects of your media, your day-to-day, Everywhere. everything. You have so many depictions. We don't have hardly any. Everything. We have Noah's Ark. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. I think that was it. the only thing I 
I, I was so thankful when I found that show at some random video store. I was like, wait a minute, what is this? <laughs> and I um, started watching it. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Finally, something that resembles anything close to what I deal with. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just don't, don't beat yourself up about that. You know, you don't have, you didn't get the same start and you don't have any of any, if at all, guidebooks on how to do this correctly. Not at all. Um, but it because... has, to, it just has to start with you. I mean, that's really yeah. what it is. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of people, whether they're like an our age demographic or not, still believe that being gay is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I really despise, and I mean loathe that term, and the whole like subscribing lifestyle thing, as if it's some type of, you know, game. Like I'm, an, like I'm a Sims character and I chose like this path and the end game is just to, to be this way you know right because some people they truly don't believe that it's like who they really are then it's just like you know they're lost in la la land it's some kind of ill disease or some whatever whatever bullcrap they want to make up just to make themselves feel better they're deeply rooted narcissism right mm -hmm. I, oh yeah and like you said yeah we don't have and i mentioned that multiple times to friends i'm like you know we never really had like that like the dating pool phase where we were younger and got to like you know date people or like see what we like and things like that even if it was young and puppy love and stupid mm -hmm. like some people still got to even have that and even those like dumb young puppy love people who are straight and hetero still at least had something that like made them like you know wake up it, you know from their own personal experience you know for us like that's why I genuinely feel like we're very a lot of gays are very just hypersexual just because of that like mm -hmm. literally just because they never had anything else so when you become an adult like you're basically you're on like 10 just for any type of gratification yes and I feel like it just also stems from like you know not enough you know people giving you positive reinforcement and yes. again this is all personal for every person every person has their own mental you know stability their own mental capacity where they can like only take so much of certain things i know mine i'm i know i'm pretty resilient just just based off of what i have to deal with personally and again i would never want to put any through anyone through the stuff that i went through so i'm just like hey just because i went through it doesn't mean that it's something i would wish on anybody else like mm -hmm. it's never okay just like yeah course but i also do know this i know many hetero men could never walk a day in our shoes mm -mm. not even even try they couldn't even put on the socks mm -mm. <laughs> like they couldn't even put on the socks sweetie they could not even bear what the hell we've gone through especially if you're a person of color like yes. just based off of how we are like in society right now and relationships alone like you see you have noah's ark and there's other really like new things that like I was telling Marquise, like we have Moonlight, which is a great film. Mm -hmm. yes. um, if anyone has not seen Marquise, you need to watch that girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and watch it. <laughs> but it's another good one. And there's even also some other cartoons and cartoon characters, like which one of my favorite superheroes, Aqualad. He yes. is like a gay superhero and it's not his whole personality. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, a pillar. It's like not the foundation. It's a part of it. That's just one facet of me. And a lot of the times people just believe that being gay is just their whole personality. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the gays and sometimes it's the heroes that believe that as well, too. Like you can tell some people believe that I can I can meet somebody and like, OK, they believe that being gay is like their entire personality. Then right. I can also meet somebody who's a hetero person like, oh, they think that being gay is like everything to me. <laughs> like, right. No, it's not. It's really not. It's really not. I even had some people when I'm in a new environment like be surprised that oh you're gay i'm like i mean what 
I mean, was I supposed to just say that I, you know, suck penis? Like, <laughs> okay. Right. Like, am I supposed to? Like, it, it just depends on, you know, how I'm feeling the day. I, like I said, I feel like my masculine and feminine energies, like, I, it just depends on how I'm feeling. Like, um, you know, it shows, it shows up when it shows up, it doesn't, when it doesn't. That's just who I am. And at that moment, you know, they're always surprised that a gay guy can be into like, uh, anime and video games and stuff like that or like like to play certain sports and do martial arts and just like you know there's plenty of people who are just like this that you probably don't even know about yourself right. and you're right now probably indirectly keeping them from even sharing it from you with your closed-mindedness exactly exactly and i want to touch on when mentioning people making gay their entire personality because i see on social media where people have this resentment for us because (laughs) we quote unquote, make it our, our entire personality. And I, I take that and I'm like, well, wait a minute, because I, so background, I'm from West Texas and Mm -hmm. you know, where Friday night lights was all, that's what that's about that whole area. And, but I growing up there, I have a lot of heterosexual male friends. And we go out to the bars and stuff and, you know, they order their little Coors Light. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm going to order. I have the... the I'm laughing because you're so right. It's Coors Miller. Coors but... Miller. And I'm like, what is that? Like, <laughs> what is that? And they're like, whatever. Us, us, can I have a martini? <laughs> yes. no, yes. no, they have, I'm the person. They have, to, they have to send somebody from the kitchen out and ask me which... Um, what is it which gin i want in my dirty martini and i'm like having to read a list and they're looking at me like are you serious this is buffalo yes. wild wings like <laughs> we're doing this here and i'm like yes i didn't ask to come here y'all want to come to this funky ass place and look at sports? exactly i'm getting what i want let, let me be comfortable right, right. so am i supposed to drink piss water like what me i want yeah y'all have wine if not just me just give me a long island if that's the case all right you know yeah yeah. and so and thinking about that and how i'm able to easily get into those spaces and hang with people who are heterosexual males the very people that some of these dudes be trying so hard to appeal to whether they want to admit it or not yeah. And I'm just being myself. And they literally, I'm going to tell you, they literally, the ones who are about shit, about anything, they don't care. They don't. They don't care. If you are a cool person and you are just being yourself, they do not care. I can come in with heels, makeup, be like, okay, whatever, bro. Do you, uh, you hungry? That's it. That's yeah. it. Like, it, it's not even that serious. And so, Going back to making it your whole personality, it's like, well, let's flip the switch then. Because some of you make being as heteronormative looking as possible your entire personality. Correct. So tit for tat. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. So why not focus on, again, just being yourself? And maybe maybe you do have to be over the top for a little bit until you figure that out. That's what mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is too. Maybe they do need to be annoying and over-exaggerating all aspects of their identity for a minute until they figure out they don't got to do all that. Mm-hmm. That's what they need. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But what I'm not okay with is shaming someone who maybe is a little bit too damn extra sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But shaming them and making them the face of everything that's wrong on planet Earth. I don't subscribe to that. 
because again, that's you can flip the switch. Really my gears. Yeah, because again, you can flip the switch and go, well, shit, you do pretty much the same thing anyway. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like exactly. I was saying before, that's that's selective outrage for sure. Yeah, and people homophobic people and homophobic people are going to be homophobic anyway, mm -hmm. no matter oh, how you present. Oh. Most they'll of the, be homophobic for everything. They'll find they'll find a reason. Mm -hmm. They'll definitely find a reason. Most of the men who come for gay men are honestly gay themselves. They have a <laughs> right. They are, they are scared to confront, and I get that. You're projecting. It's totally fine. Yeah, they That's are to affect me. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and exactly. once you once you break that down, where you're like, yeah, it's mostly projection on that aspect of it, and then you see how the ones who are worth a damn literally don't care how you present then it's like okay it's a lot easier to, to digest that and to see it for what it is absolutely Oof. which is what we see almost every single night when we go to the strip just gays projecting mm -hmm. oh projecting for sure projecting on our fashion projecting on our looks projecting on why we haven't done a b c d e f g with a b c d e f g no i mean it's crazy. Like, let's just talk about that, if you don't mind, really quickly, because... Oh, yeah, we can talk I, about that, too. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I have I have people asking me, when was the last time I hooked up with somebody? I'm like, you know, because they don't see me with anyone. I'm like, well, I've never seen you with anybody. I'm just like, first of all, you're paying really close attention to what I do. Mm -hmm. There's a, first of all. And secondly, like, if, if you're worried about, like, what I'm doing, like, I, I don't know why, because I... I'm not worried about anybody but myself. And these are the same people who I said, like, comment on my fashion and, like, indirect. It's like the nice, nasty thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can tell when, like, they're just saying it, you know, just to be, like, silly, you know, just, like, nitpick, like, to get, you know, just be a, right. a little cute little light heart joke. Okay, cool. But I know when they're being, like, serious, if it's, like, around certain people or around a good group of people. I'm just like, okay, now, like, now you're saying this because you're probably envious or jealous of something. Mm -hmm. And me, myself, I'm the least problematic person. Marquise can vouch for this. And even the people who like saying this can vouch for this, for this themselves as well, too. I'm the one that literally goes out and has fun. I rarely even drink when I go out. I'm the virtuous friend. I make sure everyone's okay. Mm. Like, if I'm having anything to drink, it's probably wine at dinner time with food, not really out and about. Like I might have a shot here or there, but like they're typically very sweet. Like I go out to dance because I'm a dancer. I vogue. Like that's like my like area. Mm -hmm. like, I go out just for the vibes completely only. But if you're sitting over here worried about like who I have hooked up with and who I haven't done and what I'm wearing all the time, then that definitely tells me that you're paying very close attention to me because let's just say if I was doing anything like that, you'd probably be jealous of me or wanting to know why i've done that with somebody and try and start some drama or because you're wondering why i'm not in it yourself right and to make a comment on this when they come for your fashion me and xavier we are always together and it's not like i go out dressing trade i'm in my little crop top so i'm probably in shorts if it's warm enough i'll, sure. I'll sometimes come like light trade but marquise fish 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 fish, fish, fish. Yeah, I, I <laughs> When people make comments on Xavier's fashion, it's like, how is that any different than me? That just shows that it's just a personal issue that that person has with Xavier or just yep. with anyone. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, you can say the same things to him. You can say that to me as well. Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's, it's very weird for me. And it's something that I notice and definitely confront people on. 
Yeah, I'm but, like, y'all are so worried about me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. seriously, right now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's when when you're somebody who's just very confident in your own skin and you're like genuinely like genuinely have no ill will or any um, you know, um discrepancies with anybody, they will try and find something. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no way. There's no way. Well, yeah, there's a way because like what's the point of me making enemies? I don't see, we're already in a marginalized community as it is. Yes. Why yeah. why would I want to make any enemies with people who are supposed to be like my brothers, okay? Yeah. Like, seriously, like, guys, we already had to go through so much as children. A lot of us did. Some of us didn't. And those who didn't have to go through that, honestly, congratulations. And I, I'm i happy for you because mm-hmm. I would never want a, a gay person that grew up, like, you know, hateful, like, around that. Like, a, And I have friends who, like, had a great childhood. Their parents said, oh, my God, I love you. Whatever. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm not going to sit here and be mad. But, like, a lot of us, the ones that I know personally, have not, have not dealt with that, especially those of color. Especially right. those of color. I think they so, also see that you're we're all on the moral alternative side of things and mm-hmm. we're still able to navigate so many spaces that people think that we shouldn't be able to navigate Correct. and we have experiences that people think we shouldn't be able to experience because oh yeah we are supposed to just be little you know background characters who just fade into mm. obscurity where we're not entertaining being a source of entertainment for someone and so when they see that, oh no, we actually have some stuff going on and we actually have careers, we have goals, we oh, yeah. have dreams yeah. that are coming true yeah. and they can't take it. They are just like, oh, what? Yes. What is this? Like, I don't get it. That's what it goes what back to the, um, well, what, I haven't seen you with anybody because it's a comparison. They're trying to figure out, well, I need to make sure I'm at least a few steps ahead of this alternative yes. game. Yes. And it's like, no. Yeah, exactly. There is it's some kind of competition, sweetheart. There's no competition at Should all. Shouldn't be one. Oh, no. competition. There's no competition at all. Like, man, like if there was a competition, I'm already the person who's very competitive, so I probably would be ten <laughs> steps ahead. <laughs> Same. So I am. I'm always playing chess. Okay, I'm the calculated Professor X. I'm ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me, I don't want to like get too much into work or anything, but it just reminds me of a time where I had an, an, a coworker who was, um, of course, gay and everything. And I remember it was like maybe my first or second interaction with this person. And of course, I want to speak to this person because, oh my God, another gay person in corporate America, we got to figure this out. We have to like be each other's best friends right now. Mm-hmm. But um, of course, it was like that cold kind of interaction. Ugh. But of course, like the reason that I was in the department and in this person's vicinity in the first place was because I had been moved up into doing other things where I was interacting with vice presidents, executive directors, you know, all white people and getting FaceTime with them every day, pretty much. So it, after that interaction, they went back to their desk. They could still see mine. And then like, I think two or three VPs and executive directors came to my desk because they needed for me to kind of educate them on something and kind of give them a rundown for an important project. And so they saw that, they saw me interacting with these people who are like top level, whatever, whatever, with ease and super comfortable and everything. And then of course, later on, we started to, we decided we could warm up and go talk to mm. the feminine gay guy. And mm. oh my gosh, did you watch that show last night? I didn't actually, but um, thank you for playing. So 
it was kind of like that sort of thing where you're just like okay they they i just they wish that we wouldn't wait until you can offer them yes cool. yes cool. i really you're, wish that people wouldn't wait a key to, you're a key to something for them yeah you're a key and they wait until you're in proximity to something that's what you call an opportunistic or an yes. opportunist. Yes. yes. That's what that's what you call an opportunist. Okay. Yes. Woo! And I see that too. I see that too. Dating community. I really despise opportunists. They're the worst mm-hmm. types of people. They're basically narcissists and they're basically narcissists. They're not they haven't fully evolved yet. Yeah. But they're they're like level one. <laughs> yes. Precisely. I touching back to, you know, some gays just have not been able to experience the way that they wish they could now back then most of the drama that i notice and see is all just adolescent drama it's high school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. learned and grown yes at all. And it's 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 embarrassing to see i will say it, it's yeah. very difficult to watch when you For know that, that that's what it is because yeah. you're just thinking to yourself gosh i really just want better for you and for you to realize you don't have to do all this you don't have to be this way like you i get like you get to a point where you see where that's coming from and you're like oh gosh baby you really don't you don't have to do all this like there is a whole big old world out there outside of this little clique that you're in and you just don't see it yet you just don't see it yet can't only be at the strip yeah yeah i see a lot of that i see where because i've been on the strip a few times i don't go very often but I've been in situations where I notice where I'm like, you think that this one little bar is the only place on earth that matters and it doesn't. Exactly. And you can exist outside of this space and be okay and have an identity and make friends. Even you don't have to be so contained. This isn't like we mentioned high school where you have to be here every day. You have to exist in this space and there's very little for you to do outside of it. You have so much that you can go out and discover about yourself and just about everything in general. Honestly, I I try to steer away from the strip sometimes. I mean, if I go, it's in celebration of someone or I just, you know, haven't gone in a while and I want to just be in a safe space and dance, whatever. But I just really prefer going to straight clubs, bars most of the time. I just feel, I don't know, I feel, it's weird to say this, but I feel more accepted in a way. And I just meet cooler people and I actually meet and make connections that honestly could benefit me in the future, you know? Yeah. It's like, those are people that you can meet in a club setting. Like, there are people that you can just like sit down and talk and learn from them as opposed to having some gay just project all of your issues onto you on the strip. It's like, I just, I meet more meaningful people in straight clubs or bars. Mm-hmm. Same. And that's, and I'll, I'll say that I wish it wasn't that way. I will say that I wish it was, I wish it was the exact opposite where it was like, I want to go to the strip and who see who I can meet and connect with and do all this other stuff. I wish it was the opposite, but people yeah. don't understand that, especially for the people like us on this call right now, where it's kind of like, we're just like, you know what? We're just going to find our own space to navigate and, you know, put our feet down. And this is where our home is for me. And mm-hmm. I wish, I wish that we, I wish that it wasn't, I, I mean, I really do. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it was the opposite. Cause that was something that I struggled with was wanting to find a place where I felt like I belonged 
until one day I was like, Demetrius, plant your feet right now. Wherever you decide you want to belong, that is where you'll belong. And from there, I was just like, you know what? If I'm in like an LGBTQ group or a gay men's group or whatever, and I don't feel like this is the place I need to be, fine. I'll go someplace, find some place where I feel comfortable first and foremost, and that will be the place where I belong. And from there, it's just whoever comes into my orbit and who doesn't. So, so <sighs> just what do you feel moving back to relationships in we talked a little bit about your our backgrounds and everything like that if you could summarize what do you feel has shaped your current stance on how you want your future relationships to work i would say for me personally having emotional intelligence and some people don't even know what that phrase is and that right there tells me mm-hmm. that you have a lot of maturing to do as an adult. If you can't pick up on, and that kind of coincides with like picking up on social cues and just being aware of like your surroundings. And for me personally, like I was saying, like interests are very important to me. Like some people like say opposite attract. Yes, they do attract. But I feel like if we have a common interest and for me personally, like that's going to make me want to be around you even more because like we have something we can share that we both like, we like these, we like things separate this separately before we even met each other and then when we're coming together for me personally like oh you know what introduce me to something else that I don't even know about this about you know we can help each other grow with this com these common interests that we have but on the like the super serious side as well too this is so basic but intelligence I really can't I don't have time Mm -hmm. for idiotic people I really don't Mm -hmm. I and I'm not trying to sound gaudy and like sound like oh I know everything but I truly just have to be around somebody who is close to my intelligence completely because that's just very, very important to me as a person. And looks, I'm going to say them, I'm going to say this as well too. People can lie and you can say that looks on everything, but they definitely fucking are. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like in society, they definitely fucking are, baby. Like if you have to be attracted to somebody, but they are definitely not number one and they're not number two. They're somewhere like uh, down lower on the list, but they're important. They're important. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ever deny that because I'd be very, very ignorant. <laughs> like I, I'd be, I have to be aware of like what I am. Um, but no, like intelligence, I'd say is number one. Like, please just be intelligent and like, you know, be empathetic as well. Come on. Like, right. Have some empathy for not just for me, but like how you treat other people is important. Like how you treat your other friends, like where you stand with like people who you consider your family, whether that be blood related or not, because I know some people who have family that are not blood related as well. You know, just how you treat other people, because, you know, people always say love is blind. And I know some people are more adept to like treating their lover or partner and giving them a lot more leniency um, than they do other people for certain things. And you might be, you know, unaware of that as somebody in a relationship or pursuing a relationship with this, with someone else. Like, oh, they're always so nice to me. Well, they're not like that with me. Well, what do you mean? And then you explain and you see it for yourself, like with, without them knowing, then that's when it's like, okay, well, hold on. Well, we haven't ever gotten into an argument or things have only been really good, or I never knew that they were that way with you. Mm-hmm. I'm very big on that. Like if you have to be in good standing with people who you are around often as well too, like I don't want to just be the only person that you're always nice to because then I feel like that's just very, very two-faced of you. Mm-hmm. Like what are your true intentions and what are, who are you really behind, behind this facade? Because that to me is essentially a sociopath. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. And another thing I look for is confidence i need you to be comfortable within yourself because demetrius i'm sure you can 
relate to this, but I mean, it's really hard for me to form a genuine connection, you know, being the way that I am. Men are often intimidated by my confidence and my self sense of, or my sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can talk for however period of time, but it gets to a point where they sort of become apprehensive once they realize how real it could have been. And it's like, I think they kind of sit back and kind of think to themselves, it's like, maybe I'm just not, maybe I'm not up to their standards. You know, it's like, you need to come into this like fully confident and knowing what you want. Yes. It's, it's for me, it, it, with that, like going into my future relationships, like I always have my guard up. I can never put all of my eggs in one basket because that's usually what I have to deal with. It's like, I talk to guys, it goes well, but then they kind of pull back in a way. And I don't really know the reason why they would much rather just not tell me, but it honestly all just trickles down to just the way that I am. I even had a guy tell me that, well, he, he kind of broke off communications with me, but then he ended up coming back into my life and he just apologized for his actions. And um, I was like, I'm, okay, I'm sorry, like apologizing just really just, just doesn't do it for me anymore. It's like, you know what you were doing of the situation, you're aware of it and you made your decision based off that. So then I ended up asking him, I was like, what was the real issue? Like, I'm going to be honest, like, was it because of just, you know, how feminine I am with myself and how just comfortable I am? And he straight up said yes. So I was like, okay. Yep. I was like, okay. yep. I was like, okay, this is literally, this is what I needed. And then he, you know. Just, just call me a F-A-G, bitch. Just, yeah. just say it. <laughs> just, just fucking say, say it. Like, just say I'm out of your league and it was an ego boost. Just say it. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it really it's a fucked up situation because you know you really could have had someone who genuinely liked you for you and I think surrounding yourself with someone as you know surrounding yourself with someone with that level of confidence and just how in tuned I am with myself I think you learn a lot from that you know absolutely important in a relationship it's important to learn and grow with each other yeah. Yeah, I can I can I agree with that. They do be intimidated when you as a feminine gay man can sit there and make them realize that okay, but this is not a detriment to me. Like this I can still function and have confidence in myself and I can make things happen for myself. Mm-hmm. And they do. They they start to realize that okay, like like what I was saying earlier. They realize that they can't use you as a barometer for their own success in life because they need to be doing that just for themselves. And Mm -hmm. so they do, they take a step back and they reflect and they're like, I don't know how to take this. And I've dealt with that as well. I have dealt with that in potential relationships. I've even dealt with that in friendships where I met someone for the first time, like just on a friend level, we communicated online or something and we met and they were just immediately just like, oh my gosh. And then later on, they told me, I was just really intimidated by you because, and they couldn't really tell me why. Cause I was like, okay, I'm like five foot three in heels. So I don't know how <laughs> I intimidate, I don't know how I scared you, honey. Cause I, I, you know, whatever, but 
it's it's also the kind of the way that you we carry ourselves and the way that we are I don't know about you all but just kind of not super blunt I don't like being blunt I like to just mm-hmm. be concise and direct yes, that's and, a prep that's the right word and, yes. and, and yeah and transparent I'm not blunt you know people say they're blunt they're just rude as hell exactly. I I say concise yeah, being and blunt, you're just a bitch shut up I, yeah <laughs> and what yeah exactly thank you and I just I like to just get to the point and I like to say what I mean and make sure that you understand that I'm meaning what I say. And mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of times intimidates people. It's because they are used to that indirect catty bitchy kind of thing. And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I don't do that. Um, I don't have time for that. I really don't. And so <clears throat> it does, it throws them off. And Xavier is going back to what you were saying about the intelligence because, and I'm glad that you said that because there's really no way around that. Right. Mm -hmm. There's really no way. And I hate because when I'm on my, my social media profiles, I try not to call people dumb as hell when I, when I'm interacting with them, but sometimes it's just like, look, it's not that you're dumb. It's that you refuse to take the time to take the additional 30 seconds to think about something. Yeah. It's not that you're just dumb and you're incapable of understanding. You're lazy. What I'm saying. <laughs> yes, you're just lazy. You're mm-hmm. just lazy. And you don't want it. Anyone can think critically. Well, you know, Correct. people people have the capacity to think clear, uh, critically exactly. most of the time. And it's a case where you are just refusing to do so. That's what I don't have the patience for. That's what I I ignore. I, I joke around all the time and I tell people, I don't have time for a dude that's talking about what you mean in text all the time. You Ooh, got one time, you got one or two times. You got that one or two me. times. Oh yeah. You got I'm one triggered. or two times and you gone, baby. I don't have time what, to explain what you mean? Boy, what, what the hell are you talking about? What you mean? Oh, I, I, am, it to you. I am quick to end that. Nope. Yep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not explaining paragraphs. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Done. 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 I'm Three letters. I'm one not word. Gonna... <laughs> I'm not gonna Three letters. One word. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And like Mm-mm. the one thing that's just like I'm really big on communication. Like yes, things get complicated when people aren't honest with each other, and mm-hmm. it just creates a gray area where those people tend to hide. And I feel like with those kind of people, they're often guilty about something. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever seen someone run that wasn't guilty? It's like, just, we're adults. Come to me and communicate. Express your emotions. That's also a part of emotional intelligence. It's like, you can't just leave me in this space to just figure it out on my own. Because I will. I have a skill set in espionage. I am a detective. I will figure out something. <laughs> but I shouldn't have to do that type of work because it really takes a toll on me you yeah, know it does it does and emotional intelligence yes so the thing about that people call it an eq and to think about that is you that is not something that's set in stone your emotional i don't have the word for the q part but your eq is not something that is like an iq it you're able to get it to a certain point no matter where it is so I look for the fact that maybe if you're not quite where I'm at, oh, we're not on the same wavelength. I need to see that you're willing to, that you're, or no, not that just you're, that you're willing to, that you are putting in the work to work on yourself. 
and to do that self-reflection, self-improvement. I will say I do have a little bit of patience for that because you are at least trying to get yourself to a place exactly you know, where you can do the work. And if I can be a part of that process, absolutely, I'm down for that. I'm down for, you know, being a place where you feel safe navigating all of that and what it takes to get yourself to a certain point. I am here for that. Um, but it's when the majority of time where you are not trying to do the work and it's very clear to me that you still have a lot of growing up to do and you are instead just like we've mentioned earlier, just projecting a lot of things yeah. on myself and people around you. So okay. I would say those three things, intelligence, emotional intelligence, and being Marquise, like you mentioned, just being confident in yourself. Let me add patience to this as well. Patience. Okay. And Xavier can attest to this. I, you know, some people just have their days where they're dealing with something mentally. Me personally, I tend to kind of disassociate and just kind of disappear. It's really because I need to self-reflect. If there's something about my behavior that I just didn't like, I need to just kind of sit with myself and just kind of figure it out. I have issues, I will say, I can admit to that, and I'm really not ashamed of it. Um, but what I can say is that I'm working on it, and no one's perfect. I'm not perfect, mm -hmm. but my intentions are always pure. So going into a relationship, you really just need to have that patience and understand that that person possibly could be going through the same thing as you, if not worse, or even something mild. But I mean, you know, sometimes they will need time for themselves. They need a certain, like, they need, they have, they have a certain way of communicating and they would want that reciprocated. Um, but I mean, patience, I definitely, it can go a long way. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. I'm glad you brought that up. Because yes, I think I will put it out there that I can be very impatient and that I will, because, you know, we like I mentioned earlier, I deal with a lot of guys that are just completely, mm -hmm. it ain't happening. So you kind of get to the point where you're like, super ready to be like at the first offense <laughs> to be yeah. like uh-uh bye see ya i got time for that so yeah yeah and so i do want to make sure that i'm cognizant you know cognizant of the fact that there are there are some things where we can give a little bit of grace to mm -hmm. the individual and it's just figuring out what those things are because there are still things that i'm not going to have time for mm -hmm. so sorry Absolutely. but but then there are things where maybe we can just give them this time, talk about it, and then just go from there. Because, mm -hmm. you know, in situations like that, when it comes to, like, being patient with people and, like, giving them time, and, like, how you were saying, like, you know, I'm already mentally prepared, ready for you to, like, you know, it's like, okay, well, you you see this, I'm ready for that. I'm, I'm ready to counter. I'm mm -hmm. ready to counter. I'm ready to counter. I'm ready to parry. I'm ready to block. Okay. okay. Everything you have to say, we're 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 fencing. I'm jousting. Okay, baby. This is right. the game at this point. <laughs> but the crazy thing about I feel like when it comes to like just even dating, whatever phase it is, like you truly are starting over from the beginning every time you meet someone new. If you mm -hmm. think about it, like yeah. you have to give them the same amount of innocence and respect, and like think that their intentions are damn near as good as yours, even if they aren't in the beginning, because you don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Like you could say something and they actually are, you know, just like you. And then you fuck it up because you assume just based off of your other previous experiences yes. that that is the same way. And this is coming from somebody, you know, who's heard this from like therapists and people who talk to, you know, about relationships and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, you know what? Hey, I, I have my experience. I know I've been treated badly by other people, but even if I'm meeting someone else new, I still have to give them like the same, you know, respect I gave the person who I met for the very first time is if I'm someone completely new and I've never dated anyone before, because if you don't, then at that point, and you are kind of like the bad person. Well, you're only saying that because so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so did this to you. And at that point, you're like, hold on. Well, I can't, like, I can't say I'm this good person or I can't say I'm this and that when I'm literally using my past, my past experiences to mm-hmm. justify my behavior. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause yeah, that is something we need to think about where are we, like you mentioned, are we giving this person the clean slate Yep. that we would want yep. someone to give us? Mm-hmm. Are we are, are we just waiting for them to act like this other person we talked to the other day or their last relationship or whatever the case may be? Because we mm-hmm. just feel that that's just how dudes are going to act these days. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it is important to try to just manage our expectations and our, bound. well, not so much our boundaries, but just kind of allow some grace for people. People are going to be human beings regardless and it's just a matter of just being honest and intentional about what it is you're seeking i think when you do that well in my experience i know if i do that everything tends to either fall one way or the other anyway and you make it very clear what you're looking for Mm -hmm. and you're consistent with that so absolutely so i guess my last question for you two is do you feel hopeful about the future of the dating scene for you? I do. I mean, it really starts with you first. Mm-hmm. Perception changes. From my own experience of learning to love myself first, the struggles and traumas I've overcome, I believe when I do find someone, whoever it may be, they will truly love me for me, flaws and all. I really just try not to feel discouraged, which is why I just like, I don't actively seek. Like, I just kind of just let be. There is someone out there for anyone, everyone. Like, I think the most important thing you can do is just learn from your past and your experiences and, you know, just comprehend it, like learn from it, grow from it. And when that person comes, like, you'll know. You'll recognize patterns, you'll recognize people's intentions, you'll read body language, pick up on social cues. Like when that person comes, the person for you, like you will know. Mm-hmm. For me, I do have hope for, you know, in the dating scene. I, I think that like I'm I'm a person that I feel like, you know, the older you get, you the, the deaf definitely you start to become way more mature and you have more wisdom. So and I feel like you do grow with patience as you get a little bit older. So I'm the third person. I feel like, you know, I'm going to be around the right people at the right time for sure. Like I'm going to, I feel like if I put out the the goodness that I want and like I give off the energy that I want, I'm going to attract that. It's going to be reciprocated right back to me. And I feel bad for the people who are obviously always putting down others because they're never going to get anywhere. They're going to keep hitting brick walls. Mm-hmm. And 
And I honestly hate to say it, but I keep I hope I keep hoping they do because the way I can keep all the bad people away from me, keep them away from me, keep them away from me. <laughs> because I swear, if I literally had like a bad person like reader, like I would be life would be so easy. But that's life, you know. It's not that way. You have to actually right. like again give everybody the clean slate. It's like, damn, like God, why can't I just like? Nah, but okay. I don't want to be around you, even though I don't even know you. You're the type of person I completely avoided. I just need to go around people. I wish I could just, you know, it's, bad people have horns, good people have halos, and I just yeah. never be around them because <laughs> my life would literally be so peaceful. I'm very big on protecting my peace. Like anything that gives me any kind of like anxiety or like really dis- disturbs me, and I'm super big on self care. I don't even want to be bothered with like I don't really like give my energy to anything that I don't think is giving it back to me. I'm right. super big on that. Like, I don't let a lot bother me just because I know I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to that best way because I have a lot more to worry about. I have a lot way better things that are doing much more for me than worrying about some crusty, disgusting, rude ass person, whether that's a friend, whether that's a relationship, mm-hmm. someone I'm pursuing in a relationship, whatever the case may be. I'm very big on that. And I will leave the situation if given the opportunity. I will pull an Irish goodbye. We know. <laughs> I would just leave. We know. We know, my kids. Because yeah, oh, my kids is gone. Okay, New York. This is. <laughs> nope. You're not disturbing I'll my kids. Nope. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, also his way of getting the last word. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> oh. has to leave on a high note. I have to. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> we know you. You know we know you're that girl. Oh, I am that girl. <laughs> well, I'll say personally, I'm never going to give up on love. And Same. now I don't have hope for the trade that I cuss out because <laughs> some of those reads are quite vicious, um, Ooh. as they should be. But yeah. But, you know, it, I, like I mentioned, I'm not going to give up on love. I know that there is a wonderful person out there and it's just a matter of being at the right place in the right time. Mm-hmm. And we know the odds are stacked against us in a way. And we know that we have to navigate this world differently and people don't get that. They don't understand that. And it's yeah, just a matter of com- always reminding myself, like, it seems so impossible because it's meant to seem impossible right now. Yep. For yeah. someone like you, it's meant to seem that way, but it's not. It's just a matter yeah. of going out, finding your tribe, bumping into that person that is meant for you. And it's yeah, it's possible agree. of happening because it's happened before. And if it, it wouldn't I have happened agree. before if it wasn't possible. I so. completely agree. I completely agree with that. Like, you know what? Hey, you know, it's finding your tribe, finding the right person. And like, we always think it's not going to be there, but like all, all these bad things that are happening, all you negative, horrible people, you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Your leaves, your leaves on a tree, your leaves on a tree. Right. On a tree. I'm looking for my roots. Okay. Exactly. Thank you for listening to The Demetrius Show. Reviews of this show help expand my audience size and reach new listeners. So be sure to rate it on your preferred listening platform so more people can know about it. Also, if you really love this show, be sure to subscribe to my email list so you can be the first to get news and updates about the podcast and more. And as always, be kind to yourself, be safe, and until next time.